Somebody's going to be 1-0 Friday night after that game, and we got everything on fire to make sure it's us. Harry's going to have to pack a lunch and a dinner and a midnight snack to head down to Bainbridge for that one. People come back into town and want to be a part of it and come to our games. Football is also the name of the ball that they use in the sport. Oh. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing, so large, device or small. John here, Hannah there. Game 11, done. Round one. In the books. We've got a great podcast today. We're going to catch up with Lumpkin County head coach Heath Webb Mm -hmm. because the Indians made some major history last Friday. We're going to get into all of that coming up. We're also going to go south, catch up with coffee head coach Mike Coe. The Trojans have trailblazed through the season. (laughs) They're 11-0, undefeated, heading to the second round this Friday. I can't wait to get into all of that with Coach Co, but John, we had an awesome game Friday as we well. We certainly did. It was great to see our friends from mm-hmm. Houston County and North Atlanta the first time that they've been on uh, football Fridays in Georgia, first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was uh, first score on the board for Houston County less than a minute in, and then North Atlanta comes all the way back, turns it into a one-score game. Ends fourth up, quarter was wild. Yeah, fourth quarter. It was, went, it was anybody's game. The fourth quarter went forever. Final, 42-32. Houston County gets the Duke, and they move on to the second round of the playoffs. And they get Woodward Academy, and we got mm-hmm. to catch up obviously with Jeremy Edwards uh, on the show on the, the game with Nikki Noto Palmer. Caught up with head coach uh, John Hunt for Woodward Academy, kind of set up that matchup a little bit. That one's going to be a fun low left in six A. You know who else is moving on? Who else is moving on? Taking down top ten teams, Collins Hill, top ten team, Camden County, Cass, Dalton, and Monroe area. Shaking things up. Yep, and uh, Camden County had to wait till Saturday. They beat Newton. Uh, Collins Hill was a, a bit of a shocker in 7A with their win that they that got to have. That was upset alert. Yeah, it was an upset alert, knocking off North Cobb. They were in control of that game from the absolute beginning. Uh, Cass gets a win. Dalton beats GAC. Monroe area on the third time that they were kicking the attempted game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Third time because of penalties from Sandy Creek. It was supposed to be a 49-yarder. Then it was a 44-yarder. <laughs> Then it was a 39-yarder with no time left on the clock. Monroe area gets the Duke, and so Monroe area advances. Cass uh, beats uh, Kell in a 1-4. So Cass moves on. They'll play Mays low right in 7A. So it was fun with uh, with those. And Bryan County, you mentioned yep. Lumpkin County? Yep. Bryan County gets their first ever playoff win in school history so as awesome. well. Very, very cool. So, so cool. Any other surprises? Well, for I mean, the su- surprises, not necessarily or surprises. Did I guess we covered them. Yeah, I mean, but I think that we've got some really cool matchups in the second round that we'll get into toward the end of things. But no, it was a it was a fun first round. You got a little bit of variety. Most of the seated team, most of the higher seated teams won. You get your sprinkle of the upsets mm-hmm. in there. So not, it's kind of what we expected, but we really have some great heavyweight matchups coming up in round two. Awesome. Well, we will get into that after the guests. Let's start with Lumpkin County head coach Heath Webb and get right to his interview. Welcome to the show, Coach Webb. We are so happy that you are here. Gosh, there is so much to say about Friday. You're coming off a 52-6 win over Gordon Lee. Your team has been playing since 1961. After that win, it's your first ever unbeaten regular season at 10-0. First ever region championship and first ever playoff win. How do you and the team feel? Uh, it's cool, you know, and the thing that we're enjoying is making the history and continue making the history and um, talking to the old guys that uh, you know, set some records a long time ago and 
uh, it's been cool. People come back into town and um, want to be a part of it and come to our games. And people that haven't been to our games in 30 years showing up, it's been a lot of fun. So is it to the point now where, full disclosure, I think folks should go back and watch our postgame show, <laughs> where you get full credit for stepping out of the restaurant after the game to come and talk to us for a couple of minutes. Is it to the point now where you have to, you got to go to the grocery store and people sit there and pull you aside and sit there and it's like, hey, and they ask you about the game and these kinds of things. Has it developed into that kind of a relationship now with the fans? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it just, you know, that, that's one example of, you know, me getting pulled away to talk to you guys on Friday, which was fun. Uh, I was, my coaches encouraged me to go do it that when I got the text. <laughs> Yeah, they were okay losing me for a little while, but uh, no, it, it's cool to run run into people in town and talk about their favorite play or their favorite game of the season or who their favorite player is and, and that sort of thing. And, and this is a community that wanted to be good. We're still a, a, a town in Georgia, you know, so everybody wants to be good in football. So um, it's been it's been a fun two years for me. Uh, it's been very rewarding. Uh, to give this town something to be proud of. I know I asked you this on the post-game show, but we have a different audience here, and I'd love to just hear your answer again because it was so good. The Indians were 0-10 four years ago. You got there a couple years ago. What have you been able to do to turn this program around? Yeah, and uh, like I said Friday night, that's a (laughs) a deep, difficult question because there's so many moving pieces to it. it, it starts with my administration um, being willing to do whatever is necessary to make football good. And, uh, of course, that includes spending money, and, and that includes uh, uh, hiring coaches. And, and, and they've, they've done that. Um, I, I've been able to hire a great group of coaches that uh, have been able to get our players to buy into a program, and uh, the players have bought in. And, um, you know, we may not be the most talented group, this takes the field every Friday night, but nobody play harder than us. Um, and, and we've developed a uh, uh, our mantra of hard work pays off uh, is is the way that we operate and the things that we believe in. And um, you know we don't uh, we're not getting transfers and we're we're coaching the kids that are here and uh, everything just seems to click. What's it like having a a running back and a talented running back like Mason Sullins, who is just putting up incredible numbers and to see him develop over time over this last year or two, what's it been like to see him develop into the athlete that he is? Oh, it's great. Uh, it, it, especially because when you talk about the hard work pays off mantra. He's, he is, he's the poster child for it. Um, was not a, a a full-time starter when I got hired. Um, felt like he should be the guy, and uh, he worked hard in the offseason to to get bigger and stronger. He had 1,100 yards last year as a junior, so it wasn't like he was he popped out of nowhere, but um, but he got bigger, uh, stronger, um, dedicated himself to the track team, got faster. Uh, he did everything that you're supposed to do um, to put himself into this position. And, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that offensive line that he runs behind, too. All five of those guys started all 11 ball games for us last year. When you got five returning offensive linemen, you know, that that helps a lot, too. 
Okay, big game against Oconee County Friday. What are your keys to the game and what's your message to the team? Um, you know, so Oconee knocked us out of the playoffs last year. You know, they had a very good football team and um uh, and they pushed us around. Uh, they physically pushed us around and and we used that moment of getting pushed around uh, as our catalyst for the offseason uh, to say that it's not going to happen again. Um, and so we're, we're curious to see uh, how, how uh, the development of our offseason program has been uh, to, to match up with those guys. Again, they've got a great football team, a well-coached football team. Uh, we're interested to see how well we've, uh, how much we've progressed in a year. And um, you know, we've got, if you're playing Oconee, you have to win at the line of scrimmage. It's a line of scrimmage football game when you play Oconee. Um, they take on the personality of their head coach Ben Hall, a former offensive lineman. Um, you got to be able to win the line of scrimmage, and uh, curious to see if we can get the job done. So that's full circle. Oh wow. yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Very very cool, uh, Coach. Once again, thanks for hanging out with us on Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us as you have all season long. The hashtag HWPO. Hard work pays off. I got that right, right? I think so. Okay, I'm trying to get my letters. Yeah. Get my letters squared away. Heath, thanks for hanging out with us. Good luck against Oconee County this weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. One coach down, one to go. And with Mike Coe down at Coffee, we talk some very important things, including food. <laughs> and I mean, it's really important and a huge spread to find out about. Here's our conversation. Hey, Coach Go! thanks so much for coming off the podcast with us this week. In the first round of the playoffs, you guys beat Shambly 56 to nothing. Tell me about that game. What was working so well? You know, I just feel like we have a process that we follow um, every week, you know, and um, our kids believe in it, and we really focus on ourselves and and don't get me wrong, we stuck the opponent and all those good things, but we just try to improve um, every day, every week. And we have a certain style we're going to play with, and, and our defense has played at a high level all year long, and our special teams has been solid. And offensively, you know, we're going to pound the rock and play action and a little bit of option. And I feel like our quarterback's playing at a really high level. He's finally fully healthy for the first time all year. Um, he threw for, I think, 202 yards the night. But, um, you know, it's just you got to get hot at the right time. You got to be healthy. You got to have a little luck along the way. Uh, we're pretty healthy for the most part. Uh, I think the other night was the first time. I think the wear game and the other night's first time we've had our full team in a long time. So, wow. um, trending in the right direction as far as that goes. What's it been like for you over this last couple of seasons coming up from the state of Florida where you're well known there when it comes to yes. making postseason runs and making dive, you know, dives to championships, winning championships? What's it been like for you and your staff coming north to the state of Georgia? What are the differences, say, in what you've experienced here in Georgia versus what you know and what you've experienced in the state of Florida? Well, you know, in the SEC, they say the SEC just means more. It it just means more in Georgia too. Um, you, you know, it just does. Uh, people back up what they say. They support you. Uh, the resources are unbelievably different, which is sad. You know, I was at Madison, which was thirty minutes from Vaud Austin Lounge, and to see the things that they had, you know, compared 
to what we had at Madison. Um, you know, it's, it's actually sad, but um, Coffee County has been tremendous to me. Our is top notch. Our administration is top notch. They allowed me to bring in uh, five ex head coaches to be on our staff, but I feel like I did a really good job keeping guys that were here too. But we got a really balanced staff of guys that's been here a while, been here in Georgia their whole life, and and I lean on those guys a lot. I'm telling you, we go on road trips. I still I still don't know what roads we're on, where we're going. Oh, coach, we're gonna go down here to 31 and they left. And I'm like, I'm just with y'all, man. I have no clue where we're going. Um, and I would say the coaching is, you know, because you can pay better here and get get more coaches here. The coaching is top notch. Every Friday, you know, you're not going against teams that are poorly coached. Almost every team we've played has been well coached and been in that weight room and, and has a nutrition program and things like that. But um, I've enjoyed my time here, and I've really enjoyed our kids here. They've bought in from Jump Street, and, and I'm really proud of them. Well, you definitely have so much going, Coach. 11-0 on the year. You've got another big test this Friday against Jones County. What are your keys to the game to get past them? Well, they're, you know, they're really well coached. Coach Chastain's a, a veteran, you know, that's been doing it for a long time. And they're really, really fast, um, you know, and throw that ball around. Got playmakers everywhere. Obviously, the kid that's going to Oklahoma, but they got far more than that. I mean, that's the thing. You can't get caught up so much on him, you know, there's there's other guys all around there, you know, and defensively they've gotten better and better each week. And, um, you know, they spill things to the outside and let their speed run to it, you know, and then special teams are solid as well. So we've got our hands full. Um, we've got to go have, have a great week. And, you know, like I told our kids this morning, records are out the window. None of that matters. History doesn't matter. All that matters is this Friday night, those 48 minutes, out on the field, um, you know, somebody's going to be 1-0 Friday night after that game, and we got everything in our power to make sure it's us. So you mentioned where it just means more being the, the SEC of, of high school football in a way. I know that I've I've been to Jardine. I know what football means to everybody there in Douglas and in Coffee County. How would you break down what it's been like for you to learn about Jardine Stadium and coffee and the Trojans and that history and, and what it means? What's What does football mean to coffee and to everybody down there in Douglas? Well, you know, so when I was at Madison and Coach Odom was here, we played them here and um, they came down to us in 06 and then we played them here in 07. And uh, so I, I've always known about coffee, um, you know, and I've always felt like it was it was a gold mine. And Coach Pruitt, obviously, here for 10 years, did a tremendous job. Um, you know, nothing was broken when I got here. We just kind of added our own flair change a few things but this town um anybody i go to you know they they support us they understand that our mission is far more than just winning a football game we're trying to help young men be great citizens and husbands and dads one day so everybody in this town has bought in um man they come and tailgate like they'll be out here thursday night tailgating <laughs> and cooking they'll be out here they'll be out here all night long like uh, big Rodney Johnson, one of our biggest fans. He he texted me last night and said, "How many guy? How many people you got come to the game? You let them know we're cooking. We're getting the menu ready. We'll be out here Thursday night all night. They come eat, you know, so menu ready. What's on the a menu? Big family, man. It's a big family. But our whole schools like that. Our whole systems like that. Um, our teachers are wonderful. They support 
everything our kids do. And um, I've just tried to put my influence on it a little bit and bring some things that we did at Madison and make it even better. But I couldn't ask for a better place and a better community and better faculty and administration that's bought into what we're doing. So um, it's been great. It's been a great place, and it'll be packed Friday, but a great environment for football Friday night. So then the the last question that we both have, and it is the most important (laughs) question that we have here in this entire interview, what is on Rodney's menu for Friday? Well, he hadn't told me yet, but I can tell you last year at the Ware County game, I I drove over like at lunchtime. They were they were tailgating over by the baseball field. They had tomahawk steaks, uh, sausage, pork chops, ribeyes. This is insane. Uh, macaroni, potato salad, baked beans, um, chicken. Just about I think they had a whole hog on one of them. <laughs> Had a whole hog on one. How many people you name are, it, are eating there. all this? Okay, so for the record, Hannah and I are leaving right now. Yeah, and on our way. We are on our way, and we're gonna. So if Rodney can set like a lot of that aside, that would be fantastic. Just like most of it. I yeah, think. yeah. We, you know, we, I we, promise we, you, Rod. Rodney would love to have y'all. Well, You're more than well. Well, once again, fantastic guys. game uh, for you and the one four knocking off Shambly fifty six nothing. You've got a great test with Jones County coming to town this weekend for uh, round two of the playoffs. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast and making us incredibly hungry <laughs> with the menu that's going to be down there. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. So I'm not kidding. Um, the car started, John. We're the car started from really here, hungry. hopping in, We're really hungry, down. and we're leaving. But if we can't make it back in time for our game, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a bit, I think I'd like to ask maybe if they could put some things in like a deep freezer and like ship it to us so we could have it and have it have it and you know just have our own little tailgate here with the crew. So cut and you off a slice of the no, whole no, no, hog no, no. I'm saying no. And what? put it in a deep freezer and ship it to you, John. Well, I think that. Well, I mean, it's what we do with other things <laughs> going to the house. But I think that I think that if, if you could get a coffee tailgate mm-hmm. and it could be it could be frozen and shipped up here. Or then, we could just go. And and that's also motivation for them to keep winning, to uh, keep having these feasts. There you go. How awesome. And I, th- I, I think that both teams probably will continue scoring, and uh, they'll probably still be playing by the time we come back and record next week. So that'll I be- agree. All right, so what else Let's is on Let's go through your mind? these brackets. Let's start with 7A, our okay. game 7A. this Friday. Valdosta versus Carrollton. That's obviously one of the best matchups of the entire night yep. because we are airing it. Uh, and see, there you go. The modesty's there with him. And, and really, it's just going to be an amazing matchup. Um, what else do you see out of 7A? Well, I mean, you've got Camden, McEachern, Mill Creek advancing, Colquitt and Westlake, and then lurking in that low corner, Milton and Colquitt possibly in, in the uh, quarterfinals. Then you've got Buford and Norcross, upper right in the brackets in uh, in 7A. That one, really looking forward to that one with the matchups that are left on the board. Okay, let's go 6A. Lee County Lovejoy and Sequoia Douglas County in the top left. Yep, you've got defense there on one side, offense there on the other. Then you've got, we talked about Houston County and, and Woodward. BT and Gainesville, interesting clash of styles there. It was a bit of an early scare for Gainesville against South Paulding. The game was tight, and then... Uh, Gaines will put the pedal down on the left-hand side. You've got Roswell, who put up 51. We caught up with Chris Pruitt on the post-game show. Yeah, we did. Brunswick and Marist, interesting clash of styles there as well. Hughes and Rome, 
low right. That one's going to be a, a fun one. I think they'll still be, continue to to have offense by the time we come back to record next week. Jonesboro and Thomas County Central, very cool. Mm, that's going to be a fun one. We always have Coach Rogers on the postgame show as well. He's got his um, playoff beard yes, going now. Nice. And there's more gray in it than when he, we used to call in a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm right there with him. I'm, I can I can definitely relate. Okay, 5A, John. Where uh, and Warner Robins. Yeah, I really, really like that game. Jones County Coffee, we've talked a lot about that. And Mays Cass in the bottom right as well. Interesting there with Cass mm-hmm. as the four coming through. Dalton and Creekside. Uh, and then uh, Harris County gets a win. They advanced to the second round. Big win for them down there in Hamilton. They're going to host Statesboro. Hiram and Jefferson with uh, Coach Fomania. What we got to see in region play earlier this year from them as a two. They get to travel to Jefferson and try to uh, stop downtown Sammy Brown on both offense and defense. <laughs> East side goes to Cartersville, Dutchtown, and Jenkins. Jenkins gets a win as a four seed, 14-13 over Arabia Mountain. So that's your 5A rundown. 4A, taking a quick look. you got Troop County, Spalding, Westminster, Stockbridge, top left. Cedartown, North Oconee, that's going to be a good one, yeah, too. Yeah, that was uh, definitely going to keep an eye on that one. But, of course, low left, and that sets up the idea mm-hmm. of Benedict and North Oconee to get out of the bracket. Woo! That's going to be tough. Uh, Troop and Spalding, Westy Stockbridge, love it. And uh, Central Carroll, Central Carroll was in a shootout with uh, Hateful Charter. New Hampstead gets a big win as a two seed. Stars Mill shuts out Shaw, Luella Stevenson, Perry and Bainbridge, another sneaky good game. Perry's going to have to pack a lunch and a dinner and a midnight snack to head down to Bainbridge for that one. Triple A, Monroe area versus Gilmer. Gosh, Monroe area getting past Sandy Creek, the mm-hmm. defending champs. That's going to be a good one to watch. And Gilmer is a four seed. Yeah, three and a four right there. And so Monroe area gets the home game. Ups and Lee is a two. Carver Columbus down there in that low right bracket. We mentioned Oconee and Lumpkin County. Savannah Christian in a game that goes four overtimes. They are going to go to Morgan County, who beat Monroe. Crisp and Mary Person, sneaky good game there. Mary Persons, we caught up with a. Uh, Brian Nelson, no relation with uh, their running game. Bremen put up 40 in the first round, goes up against Cedar Grove, who got a scare. Thomasville and Calvary Day, it's going to be two uh, big offenses there. And Wesleyan and Stevens County, that one's going to be in Tacoa. That's going to be a tough test for the Wesleyan Wolves. Double A, I see Appling County, Cook, bottom right. That's going to be a great one, Appling County, getting past Northeast. Fitzgerald, Spencer, top left. That's another game to watch for yep. sure. Model and Callaway there as well. You know, Laney and Pierce. We mentioned uh, the, the 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 bracket with Pierce and Appling and Tombs and Vidalia mm-hmm. and all of the, the madness that's there. North Murray and Fellowship. North Murray having to go to Fellowship on that one. Cook and Appling County. Really looking forward to that one. Columbia and North Cobb Christian, Tombs and Thompson. So three of the four teams out of Region 3 made it to the second round. It was Pierce, Appling, and Tombs. They've all advanced, and they're going to be tough tests for those teams. Union County and Rockmart also in Rockmart. That one's going to be fun. Class 1A. Let's go D2, Sly County. Playing in the playoffs for the first time after a bye, they will go up against Lincoln County. Lincoln County down to Ellaville. Who got past Wilco, so... Yeah, and that's, that's going to be interesting. ECI in early county. Jenkins and Dooley on the right-hand side. Good for Jenkins to get a, yeah. a win at home in Millen in the playoffs with everything that they've been doing. Dooley County puts 42 on the board. Green County and Bowden, interesting clash of styles there with uh, the turnaround that Coach Banks has done at Green County. Bowden, you're, yeah, you know, they're looking to make another deep run in the playoffs and chase after another title. Seminole and Clinch. Seminole gets the win as a two-seed. Wilcox was ranked. But Seminole gets the win there, clinch. Manchester and Johnson County, that one could go all night. Telfair and Portal's a sneaky one there. 
Macon and Aqu- Macon County and Aquinas also. And a shout out to our buddy Chris Kelly at, yeah. at Glasscock County for uh, making the playoffs for the first time ever in school history and uh, losing to Aquinas by 21. Counted themselves really well there at Greenbrier High. And uh, tease, you might know more about that more about that story come the uh, the postseason Ooh. for the championships with uh, Glasscock County. Nice. Just saying. Yep. Can't wait for that one, John. All right. Last bracket, Class One A D one. Irwin County, Bleckley County, top left. I mean, what do you even say about that matchup? And then bottom right, Dublin, Brooks County. Those are definitely ones I have circled. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Mount Vernon and PAC. PAC with a forfeit in the first round. They get uh, to move up, and that's the upper left. Pelham and Bryan County. Dade makes it in to go up against Commerce. Elbert and Tryon. That's another sneaky good matchup. Swainsboro and Lamar County. Swainsboro, the angry three seed, having Mm -hmm. to go on the road to take on Duke Ellington and Lamar County. Rabin and Whitfield. Dublin and Brooks. Uh, you know what? You know what? Before we go, those since, angry three seeds though yeah. are are angry because mm-hmm. our angry one last week yeah. got through as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so before we uh, sign off and head into mm-hmm. uh, next week's show, mm-hmm. you, you know what we're missing since uh, since the staff whip around no longer exists. <laughs> How sad is that? That's honestly sad. Well, you know, what, every team is out. Well, what we have to do here, okay is we have to get our expert analysis Ooh. from Jake the Snake. This is our okay, what's the segment going to be called? Oh, it's it's Coach's uh, Corner with Jake. Well, well the it's snake. it's well, it's like uh, it's Jake 101. <laughs> Jake Football right. 101. So, what 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 kind of incredible analysis uh, have you and I know that you you took some time to think about he this. He watched the whole you game. Watch, you're yeah, watch, you're watched watching Parkview. games. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably scrubbed it at like four speed or something like ten speed. So, what analysis do you have from the first week of the playoffs, heading into the second week of the playoffs? What advice do you have? What analysis is there? What has stuck in your brain from the first round of the playoffs? Great, great question. First of all, thank, thank you very much. Sure thing. Uh, God, what can be said about football? Um, it is a, a form of team game played in North America with an oval ball on a field marked out as a gridiron. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what's going to be happening on Friday night. This is incredibly insightful material. Mm-hmm. He's still wiping away the tears from his team losing too. Uh, well, and, I and think so, I saw a tissue box. So, so basically, next to the we, audio got, we got Jake 101 mm-hmm. through the tears of mm-hmm. losing with his Parkview Panthers. That was uh, football is also the name of the ball that they use in the sport of football. Oh, but you can also use you know it with that? your hands, though, sir. <laughs> that's right. But so, it has to be shaped like an oval. Is I think an oblong spheroid, I believe, is is that is that the uh, that perhaps could be the terminology that we use. I'm guessing. I don't know, but uh, but oval. I think oval's a good start. So, That's right. All right. So we're gonna have a fantastic game. Flag football action continues that on too. GBB. Check yes. out our website for all the latest scores, updates, and which games will be airing next because playoffs start very soon for them um, later this month. So. Like football, yep. always amazing, always riveting. Those girls are fantastic. Yes, they are, and you get scholarship offers. And we've gotten because of what we've been able to broadcast on Georgia Public Broadcasting, mm-hmm. they're getting scholarship offers like Incredible. immediately after championship games. Coaches are walking up to them and they're giving scholarship offers in flag football. Very, very cool Love stuff it. from uh, our friends over there in flag football. So once again, our game it's going to be a rather amazing. Valdosta Carrollton. Valdosta Carrollton. And so you and I will be here in studio going yes, through will. everything that's going on Hopefully in around Nikki the state. Hopefully doesn't get rained on again on Friday. Yeah, so fantastic game. Valdosta Carrollton, Juju Lewis threw for seven touchdowns last week. We, d- we didn't even 
Talk about his stats. Seven for seven, uh, seven touchdowns. He was like 19 Broke to 21. Broke a school record for most touchdowns in a game? Yes. Oh, my gosh. He's yeah. insane. He's okay. Yeah, he's all right. You know, you're on the cover for Sports Illustrated for a reason. Mm. You're okay. You're all right. But no, it'll be fun to catch up with our friend Shelton Felton and uh, Joey King during the week. It'll be 7.30 airing on GPB, GPB.org, yep. and the GPB Sports app. All of the aspects of uh, round number two, we'll keep you posted on that. Hannah and I will be here at halftime, and we'll also have the post-game show. We'll catch up with coaches around the state, take you through the brackets, and run like you know what to get you through to get you ready for round number three and game 13. Mm -hmm. But game 12, very fun this week. A big game. Two Blue Bloods on GPB. Post-game show was back for the first time. It was a huge success. Yes, it was. don't miss it. Nope. You just never know. You never know what's going to happen on the post game show. You never know what might happen. Keith Webb could be answering his phone in a Zoom in the town square of Dahlonega. Yep. Never know what's going to be said and what's going to happen. So, you know, you got to tune in. Yep. No doubt about it. And it's going to be fun once again. Thanks to uh, everybody behind the glass. Let's see. So it's King James. It is uh, Ambassador Jeremy. It is Jake the Snake for Commander Sandy. And uh, Governor Reagan, it's uh, just you and me now left, right? Just me and you. All right. So for Hannah, I'm John. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Enjoy your favorite team. Enjoy the games. Go out and see a team that you haven't had the chance to see if you have the opportunity to on Friday. For everybody here at GPB, thanks for hanging out with us. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy your playoffs. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.